Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring On The Weird. Welcome. You're Elijah. That's me. You're Will? That's me. Awesome. I've got some information for you. What's that? You're nothing but information. I think the people listening to this would have to disagree. Yo, you think so? Yeah, I don't have much information. Uh, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're just information. I just can't spew it out very well, I guess. No, 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 no. Everything that about? makes up you is just data. Are you saying I'm ones and zeros? As we know, ones and zeros. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well? You just busted a blood vessel in your eye. It means a synapse in your brain misfired. You going to be all right? Maybe it was all programmed in. Maybe I was supposed to bust that blood vessel. So now we're just programs. I don't know. Do we have free will, or is it all programmed? I'm will. Are you free? <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the uh, the prices of the body parts, I would say you're not free. <laughs> A little bit pricey. <laughs> a little bit used and abused. Don't go near the liver. Speaking of which, what are you having to filter through your liver tonight? Well, a buddy of mine at work, he went to Maine and brought back this beer called Finder. It's New England double IPA. Ooh. Yeah, they make it in Portland, Maine. And I just took my first sip of it. Pretty good, man. I don't know if you can get it around here or not, but if you can, I might go for it. I still like my victory, though. Well, somebody has to drink it around here. It just wouldn't be a bring on the weird without a victory beer. So what are you having? I've got Hot Devil tonight. All right. By the one and only victory beer. That's a damn fine beer. <laughs> you know, beer is just information, too, and data. Everything. That's everything, man. Everything. You know what blo like blows my mind? All of it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But everything... Is made out of the same stuff. Yes. Everything. For, see, for a long time, we didn't know how small it went. And then for a long time, it was just atoms. And you're like, okay, well, what's smaller than an atom? What's made up? What makes up an atom? Protons, electrons, and neutrons. Can we go smaller? Quirks. There's quirks inside those protons, electrons, and neutrons. What's smaller than that? What makes a quirk? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I didn't, no. <laughs> didn't find that. But we can definitely... I thought you were going to tell me. <laughs> But that's so uh, – when you get to, the, to that level and then it's just those particles floating around. But Max Planck come up with another measurement that is even smaller than an atom. What was the number? 10 to the negative 35th? Yeah. So it's uh, – I got it right here. Uh, <laughs> roughly equal to 1.6 times 10 to the negative 35th 
m, or about 10 to the negative 20 times the size of a proton. Did you get all that? Does that, does that mean anything to you? It means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> For all I know, he could be making this all up. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, who's going to prove him wrong? Well, not us. No, not us. But uh, Nick Bostrom, was it Nick Bostrom? Well, he came up with the simulation hypothesis, right? Actually, well, if you, I guess, word it that way, yeah. But this theory goes on way, way back. Way back. That there's something else. There's not just, there's something bigger and grander after us. Well, on uh, myphilosophybook.com, I found around 600 to 400 BCE, Siddhartha Gautama. Sounds good. The, the the founder of Buddhism taught that the world we live in is illusionary and nothing exists beyond our minds and conscious thought. Nothing. That's the founder of Buddhism taught that 600 to 400 BCE. So Buddhism is kind of all about karma, right? Yeah. So there's, there's nothing. Do, do they do resurrection? Reincarnation. Yep. That's that's yeah. what I meant. <laughs> yeah. 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 I believe they. I think they believe in reincarnation. So then, so then he just thinks, uh, what's his name? Siddhartha Gautama. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, Sid. S, the first name is S-I-D-D-H-A-R-T-H-A, Siddhartha, and the last name is G-A-U-T-A-M-A. So we'll Siddhartha, call Sid. yeah, let's go with Sid. <laughs> Sid for short. Yeah, so old Sid says, uh. Nothing exists beyond our minds and conscious thought. So does that mean that if he believes in reincarnation, then we just pass on to something else? I would say yes. So if we were living in a simulation, that means there's some sort of achievement system, right? Karma would be the achievement, according to this guy? Yeah. So there would be a whole system, a whole all these variables and algorithms built around karma. So you you build up karma in, in this life, or you lose it in this life, and that'll determine how you respawn? Yeah, do you remember, what was it, uh, that, the video game Infamous? Yeah. Uh, what was it, Infamous Second Son, I think it was? Well, the first one was just Infamous, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever played Infamous. But Did I think Infamous, Infamous Second Son, where you can, like, your decisions kind of change... Whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, those are nice game systems. Yeah, so it, I kind of think of it like that. Because you have good karma and you have bad karma. Good karma will obviously lean you more towards maybe spawning or reincarnating or whatever as a good de- guy. Developing good. And bad karma, if you die with a lot of bad karma, then maybe you come back as something not so great. A cricket. I mean, would a cricket be bad? I don't know. Depends on if you can live a full life as a cricket. I what mean, happens? How... Like, what happens if your your life energy gets extinguished sooner? Like, wh- so they just build up whatever has been built up to that point, just carries on to your next position. Would that would that be how it works? Probably. Yeah, you're asking the wrong person, but <laughs> it, yeah, I would say just we're making I up mean... the rules here, Elijah. This is ours. This is our simulation. Hypothesis. That's, that is true. <laughs> what I what see, what I see, is not necessarily what you see. Ooh, it's so weird, man. I the more I read about this topic, like it always interested me. Yeah. Ever since I heard about it, I was like, man, that it kind of makes 
it can make sense. If you really think about it and really do the research, it does make sense. And that's troubling. Yeah. This entire everything could be nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we could just be playing one big video game. Maybe, honestly, maybe the real world is an awful place. Just a dystopian, horrible world. And, and then we, we play the game to escape it, and this is actually better than the real world. And we're that deep in that we don't know. So so you're saying there's 7 billion players? How, how is there always new players? Because the population of the Earth keeps going up. There's a lot of players. Or is there just one person who hit the simulation button? I want to see what this looks like. I'm going to let this play out. I don't know. So I mean, just some adolescent greater being than what we are is sitting in his mom's basement and fired up the simulation? And he's just watching it. He's just watching it. I, mean, I don't know why. Is that entertaining to him? Like, he's put all these rules in, all these physics that we're all just trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, look, honestly, people play The Sims like crazy. Yeah, they do. And, and that's just watching people's lives. True. I play a game called Universe Sandbox 2, and literally all that is, like, you can just change, like, properties of planets and just watch them orbit the sun. <laughs> so... And, I mean, you can add other planets. It's basically, it's, it's a simulation. But I can sit there and I can play it for hours. Like, I'll make Earth double the size. Like, double the mass. And just to see what it'll do. Or I'll <laughs> move Jupiter in closer. Just to see what happens. And then you can speed it up to see what happens over, like, millions of years. Next, that, I mean, it's you're a simulation. Watching it that time. I, yeah, that's... I, I play it all the time. I love it. <laughs> so it's very possible that somebody's just watching us. And what we perceive as real time, but what they perceive is well, anything they want. Um, maybe, maybe they don't die. So maybe time is nothing to them. Oh, see, that's. Look, I'm telling you, I, that's, I thought that's of more so, brain melty. I've thought of so many things during this research, and I was talking to my wife, and you could tell, like, she was entertaining me, but you could tell she was like, "Oh God, please shut up, enough." But I can't stop. Once I get going, <laughs> I go, I just go off the handle. I'm like, can you believe this? No, no, no. And I'm going crazy. But it blows my mind. It's it's so it's so crazy. But <laughs> so the philosopher Nick Bostrom, he he has the uh, simulation argument, and he's got three main statements. And he says at least one of the following statements is very likely to be true. Number one, human civilization or a comparable civilization is unlikely to reach a level of technological maturity capable of producing simulated realities or such simulations are physically impossible to construct. But the my problem kind of my argument for that argument is we're pretty close to doing that. Yeah, I mean, we went from Pong what 40 something years ago? Yeah, just 40 years, a half a lifetime. Yeah, to wearing like V like VR, like real VR. It makes you feel like you're in there. Yeah. And sometimes you almost forget that you're living outside of that. I mean, you see videos all the time of people, they're falling over because they're so into that world. Oh, yeah. That their real body is just, like, they're falling. There was different um, demos that I saw of people at, at malls with, they were just checking out the VR demo. It was just a kiosk mm -hmm. in, in some mall in some corner. And they'd put it on, and it's it's just a, a roller coaster simulation. It's not even like a a picture. It's not a, a genuine video. It was just it looked like a game, mm -hmm. 
bright colors and all that, but they were so into it, like they were falling over on the physical mall floor because it was so felt so intense and so real. I mean, honestly, even before that, before people started having VR in their homes, there was IMAX. Yeah, and IMAX was a very immersive thing. The, you know, you the, you feel like you're you almost feel like you're there. <laughs> and so that that reminds me, I was on fifth grade. It was a field trip to the IMAX in Baltimore, the Science Center. I my dad went with me in our on our class trip, and we were watching uh, Ring of Fire. It was about volcanoes, and they were all they were doing is painting over a city, and it was just a, a top down view of going over a city. And somehow I was so immersed into it, like I must have begun. My body was just moving by itself, like it was I don't know if it was vertigo or what, but I started mm-hmm. leaning out of my chair, and he caught me. Because I was starting to fall out of my chair. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird experience. So who's to say that we don't have like uh, I don't know who's <laughs> to say there's not a future civilization that started this? Right. What if we are playing a game? You know. What if we're what if we're the players of the greater being? Yeah. What if we're not or just the NPCs? other beings? We're not just NPCs. We're actual. We're actually being played. By our real selves in the real world. <laughs> that's just that's mind blowing alone. Yeah. So when when do, do they when do they log off? When do they actually sleep? Do they need sleep? Do they need to log off? Or we the other us? Well, the way I don't know. Maybe don't know. maybe when we sleep, they're logged off. Because we kind of go away when we sleep. Yeah. Maybe our dreams are the real world. Maybe we're seeing through the eyes of ourselves in the real world, and then when we log back, we log back in. Then we're just whoop, we're awake and getting ready for work and and the the simulated world. My other self has a very boring life. Then I don't always have really cool dreams. No, no, not always. Sometimes there's cool stuff that happens every once in a while, but sometimes you're just walking around and I've I've been there many times. It's just this weird like warehouse and there's cubicles but it's like it's multiple stories high on the inside i've been there several times so in the real world you work for amazon i guess <laughs> <laughs> just a big warehouse you're just sending packages out i hate this stupid job i can't wait to go home and play my game get <laughs> oh, back yeah. to my good like, life like this one's exciting too well i mean outside it's... of amazon you don't know what that other self is doing <laughs> they might they might be hooking huh. yeah they might be out there on the streets you know <laughs> Maybe your life is better than that. I mean, I assume your life is, your real, <laughs> this life is better than that. Better than hooking? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I've never tried hooking. Uh-uh, excuse me, sex working. Yeah. We need to be politically correct, Mr. Elijah. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Will. I've never attempted sex working. Yeah, I don't but think I you co- should. <laughs> no. It's probably just, I mean, I don't think your Look, family would like it. It's not, it's like not it. for me. Maybe it's fine for other people. It's not for me. Yeah. Hey, you do you. You know? Well, solo run, huh? No. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Did you All know... Right. What? I was going to say, did you know that Sid Hart... Or Sid... Yeah. Wasn't exactly. the only old person to talk about this? Who was talking about it? Plato. Also, Zwangzi. So, Zwangzi. Plato, in the 4th century... Proposes theory of the forms, which is embodiments of abstract thoughts or ideas. Basically, it says 
The material world is a less perfect version of what is in the true reality. The only way to perceive the true world is in the afterlife. How did he know? Did he have? Did he peek behind the curtain? Now, I read that, and I thought he. I mean, he literally could just be talking about heaven, right? Sure. The material world is a less perfect version of what is in the true reality. The only way to perceive the true world is in the afterlife. So he's talking about golden streets and the perfect world and all that. No. Well, or it could be taken as a greater is, being. Yeah. The real world is better than this simulation we're in. Yeah, could be. What's better? What would be better for you? What do you mean? Well, the real the real world is better, you said. But then we, we were just talking about it. there was a dystopian society where it's just somebody escaping that world. Well, I would like to think, I mean, I, I have a good life, but I would like to think things get better, right? You don't want to die and you wake up in the real world and realize... This place sucks. True. But if it's so good, why would you want to escape into this? Also true. Is it fun? To do this? To play with these physics that we have here? Yeah, maybe we don't have the same kind of physics. Maybe we can't walk. Ooh. Maybe Ooh. we're octopuses or octopi or whatever living underwater. Oh, my God. See, octopi, Literally, are, octopi are way different than human beings, too. Yeah. They could do it. Yes. And I don't know if it's still a running thought or if it just was back at, back in the day. There's a thought that they could be alien. Uh, octopi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's still a running thought because their DNA is unlike anything else on Earth. And they're incredibly smart. Oh, yeah. And they can change, I mean, the the color change thing, I, I guess. I mean, even dumbass chameleons can do that. Right. Sorry to any chameleons listening. Oh, God. Don't piss off the reptilians. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm changing! <laughs> That's a throwback to a later episode. If you haven't heard it about aliens, go listen. Alleged but don't alien. stop this one. <laughs> listen to this one all the way through, and then go back and listen to every episode. Yeah, but you're not going to sleep after this one. Probably not. It, it's it's tough. It's bonkers, man. Even this, uh... Okay, speaking of sleeping... Wow. What a segue. You didn't even know what I was going to say. You're welcome. You're incredible. What? <laughs> so this, uh, so right around the same time as Plato, this Zhuangzi, who's a right. Chinese philosopher, it's Z-H-U-A-N-G-Z-I. You're probably pronouncing all those consonants the wrong way. Yeah. Huangzi. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> so he proposed that we live in a dream world. And no one can be certain that they are not dreaming, since people who are dreaming rarely know they're dreaming. What if this is all one dream, dude? Like Super Mario Brothers 2. I don't know. <laughs> you never... I don't think I ever finished it. No, you didn't? I don't think so. I didn't really like that one too much. It was goofy. But yeah, it's what... okay. I, I finished it a couple times, and it's... Yeah, like the twist at the end, like when you beat the last guy, it pans out, and it's it shows Mario's face sleeping and the like the final stuff is happening inside his thought bubble oh so dumb <laughs> so dumb i don't like that i don't like that ending at all i definitely never beat it because i would have smashed it right then so when you wake up from the great dream you can go smash stuff that was all a dream <sighs> i don't know i guess it depends on how i finish my life <laughs> i mean if i finish elf on a bad note i might be like oh thank god it was just a dream 
But if this podcast makes makes us millionaires, I might say, that was a dream? Are you kidding me? I had a Lamborghini? What? Did we just say it at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's wild. But all all those big dreams and all that stuff, I mean, how would the simulation work? Or do you do you want to get into that now, or do you want to maybe take a break? Well, real quick, right before the break, I got a, another philosopher here. So, you know the phrase, I think, therefore I am? Yeah. Well, it comes from a French philosopher, René Descartes. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, I believe the world he saw was completely fictional and that he, the one perceiving the world, had to truly exist in order to be seeing it. That's heavy. Yeah. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know if it's worded right. I try. <laughs> I kept reading it to myself and I'm like, wait, so, I mean, obviously, so is he saying that this world, like, so if it's me, this world to me doesn't exist unless I'm here to see it, which is basically... The two-slot principle, right? Yeah. you have or The two-slot the two uh, experiment. You have to be there to observe it. Right. Right? Is that what you're saying? Well, that that's kind of the way I'm taking it from him. So, so I guess real quick, right before we break, I'll read it. I'll read it off again. You guys think about it while we go to a commercial. So, the phrase, I think, therefore I am, from Rene Descartes, said he believed the world was completely fictional and that he... The one perceiving the world had to truly exist in order to be seeing it. Time for a break. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. See, things got so crazy that we each had to get a new beer. Yep. What do you got? Well, I went with the Onshore Lager this time by Flying Fish Brewing Company. Onshore Lager. Is it orangey? It's it's not. I gotta be honest with you. I don't really like these. I don't, I don't really like. It's a variety pack. I don't really like it. It's out of Jersey. I mean, we know everything in Jersey sucks. Now hold on now. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I, I like the Jersey Devils. Uh, uh, the hockey team, not the figure, not the cryptid. We're gonna talk about team. that at some point. Oh, you better believe the it. They're coming. It's probably coming sooner than you guys think. Sooner than I think too. I mean, yep. do we even know anything? <laughs> What did you get, my good sir? I have. I've been holding on to this since the beach down in Asheville, North Carolina. Well, it came out of Asheville, but we were in Outer Banks. But it is the Highland Brewing Wonder Lush. This is seasonal. Hazy Adventure Ale. And it's probably more orangey than your orange lager. It's pretty citrusy. I'm I'm liking it. No, this is not orange lager. You said orange? orange? No, I said onshore. Onshore. I just said yeah, orange onshore. Shore. Oh, not, not I want orange shore. Come on, I was guys. I'm wondering why you asked me about how orangey it was. <laughs> how think do you drunk I am? Seriously. Zero. Oh. Nine. Oh. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, I got a good one in uh, when I we went to Tennessee, and it was called Yeehaw. Uh, I'm down right yeah. there. It was. I don't even. I wish. I, I really wish I could remember what it was. It, Yeehaw. It was a black can 
and it was an IPA, but it was really, really good. Made right in Tennessee. So you mentioned something that you wanted to talk about when we were taking a minute. Something that that needs to go on record. I didn't hear yeah. it yet. I have no idea what's happening. But yeah, it, I didn't want to say yeah. it. I wanted to say it to the public so everybody could hear this. So I was on the phone this morning with my wife. We we talk to each other every morning. She's on her way to work. I'm at work. We talk on the phone. Oh my god. So it's a normal thing or whatever. And she said, "Hey, you know what it is today?" And I said, "I don't know what." She said, it's podcast day. <laughs> Literally, the second she said, it's podcast day, meaning, you know, we upload on Mondays. Yeah. This As soon as she said that, both of our phones, we both heard this. It was, it went. What? Like some sort of computer, like hacking into the phones. Both of them. I've what? never, ever in my life heard this. How was that? The government, dude. Or aliens. A glitch but in it, the matrix. Yes, exactly. It's that that noise that they reset something. Oh my god, dude! Right then and there, I'm freaking you, out. You were you were witnessed to the reset. We don't know what the reset was. It was the exact noise. Whoa! Yeah, I thought I thought it was like the NSA or something listening. What are they gonna do? I don't probably suicide me. Oh god! Was the adjustment bureau? That's what it was. Maybe the adjustment team. I like that movie, and I don't care what you guys think. I did like that movie. That was a good movie, man. It I was think based there's people on, out there who don't like it. It wasn't the Adjustment Bureau, Philip K. Dick story. It was Adjustment Team? No, the movie was the Adjustment yeah. Bureau. Yeah, the movie was Adjustment Bureau, but it was... Oh, it was what written, was his The book? story was written by Philip K. Dick. It was the Adjustment Team. Yeah. Do you know that dude? He was so convinced that we were living, we are living in a simulation. He was that convinced. He, he wrote the stories, but he actually felt like he was living that. The Adjustment Bureau. What else did he do? Um, there was so many things. Uh, Blade Runner. His stuff was Blade Runner is based off of his stories. Yeah. Was he onto something? Do you think he knew? Like he got a peek <clears throat> behind the curtain. Uh, he he saw the wizard. Listen, a little bit later, I'm going to tell you about this book I've been reading. All right, this series. But I'm going to tell you about the first book. Just a quick synopsis, Just, but it's very interesting to this theory. I'm not going to do it now, but it's possible by that book that he does know what's going on. So somebody has figured it out, a real potential way for simulation to happen. Are you but, saying it's possible that he knows it's a simulation, or it's possible that this is a simulation? It's possible that this is a simulation. Honestly, I think it's very possible. That would explain a lot of religion. Yes. Isn't it funny how religion just seamlessly goes right into the simulation hypothesis? It's very interesting. You know what interests me about it? Science, uh, I, don't, I don't really know how. I mean, this is the only theory that science but, agrees with that does not disprove a creator, it, it's a, it's a, a god. A, it's such a beautiful marriage of god and engineering. God and science, or some sort of greater being, some sort of creator being. Our our God, our greater being, could just be some young adolescent being that just hit power, that just hit the start button on an ancestor simulation, a, a post-human, whatever that means, whatever we become later on. He could have just, or she, they, it, does gender even matter later on? Could have just hit start. On this simulation, and we're living in it. 
Yeah, he could have just got back from the Best Buy or the GameStop with his yeah. copy of it, not Simulation Earth. Yeah, Sim Simulation. <laughs> Sim Earth. He gets back home, pops it in. Here I am. Here we are. The dude, the Big Bang is literally when they turn it on. He hit, he hit start. Boom, Big Bang. And then the fact even... that it's still expanding is because it hasn't rendered yet. <gasps> and the fact that we can't go faster than the speed of light because the the computer running the simulation can't process any faster. <laughs> You're killing me. All this and also, also, hear me out. You know how the faster you go, time slows down? You know in a game, when you get closer to the processing limits, how the game will start to lag? Dude. Maybe I, that never even crossed my mind. Yes, maybe when we get closer to the speed of light, time slows down because the simulation is lagging and glitching. Oh my god! Yeah, it's trying to catch up. It's trying to render all that stuff at once that we're we're seeing, or you would see while you're going that fast. It's it's trying to render all that. Yeah. Maybe it's all just renders, and that's 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 another thing. Like quantum theory, stuff only happens when we observe it. Schrodinger's cat, it's alive or dead. We don't know until we look. We can't see, so we we have a bunch of telescopes and whatnot looking at space, and it only shows up something only shows up the the event, the created event in the simulation only shows up when we're looking at that with the right amount of specs, the right amount of characteristics the right amount of attributes for our current state of character yeah dude it only renders I mean, when it needs to right so i mean you're playing a game the yeah. witcher whatever you're playing it there's nothing happening behind you you can't see anything behind you because it's not rendered you turn around boom there it is and then it shows up because it rendered because it's saving memory that's why the double slit experiment works. It's when they're doing the. Do we? We didn't explain that. We didn't explain that. No. I mean, they can look it up, or we can explain it. But when you observe the particle, it's a particle. When you don't, it's a wave of probability. It's a maybe. Right. So that's that's literally a video game, dude. <laughs> yes. When you turn around and observe it, it's a particle. When you're not facing it. It's a wave of what if Mm-mm-mm. that it's it's all mind blowing, folks. It's that so has hard. been proven. That has been proven. The double that... slit experiment. Look it up. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up on the the interwebs. Whatever. Look it up. That is scientifically proven. That particles don't turn into particles until you look at them. <laughs> until they're observed. There was there was one example that I read or heard. Maybe it was in. It was in that book, the Rizwan Verk book. It mm-hmm. was the one about the theater. So there, if a particle, you're you're looking at a particle and it, the lights are off in the theater, and you expect it to be in one seat. And when you shine the light, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Maybe you got, maybe you have a better <laughs> memory of it. When you when you shine the light on one seat, it's either there or not there. If you shine it on a bunch of seats, it's it's there or not there in in one of the seats. But if you turn all the lights on at one time. It's everywhere but nowhere. It's like flickering in and out of all the seats because it's all maybes because they can't render all of it at one time. It's all there at the same time or it's not all there at the same time. You got a better way to explain um, that? I don't know if I would say better. It Another way. No, you have, better, I, you have another understanding of it. 
yours is probably right. I think it's it's the movie theater thing, but it's yeah, basically like there's when it's observed, then it has to pick a seat. Until it's observed, then all seats are available, basically, okay. or all seats are where it's sitting. That that's sort of the thing I came. Okay. I mean, it's kind of what you said. I mean, explain it your way. Maybe maybe others will understand it the way you explain it, uh, besides the way I explain it. And we are not scientists. No. We're just reading what the internet tells us to read. <laughs> we look it up and DuckDuckGo, first result, we click it, and we tell you about it. Actually, not the first result. We dig in. We might go to page two. Oh, all the way maybe. to page two. Maybe. I don't know. Page two. Come on. Page one scrolls real far, though. You want to hear those other things from uh, Nick Bostrom? Yeah, I do. There were, there were three arguments for the simulation. He called it the simulation argument. Number two, a comparable civilization reaching aforementioned technological status will likely not produce a significant number of simulated realities, one that might push the probable existence of digital entities beyond the probable number of real entities in a universe for any of a number of reasons, such as diversion of computational processing power for other tasks, ethical considerations of holding entities captive in simulated realities, etc. So he's saying, if we come to the point and we have the technology to do it, maybe we just won't do it. We've established all the technology. We've gotten to that point where we have, we can do it. Quantum computing, computers the size of a planet. We're getting all the resources from the planet. We're Dyson Sphere to Sun, so they have all this computational power. And then we get there and we're like, we could do something better besides an ancestor simulation. Yeah, but actually, I kind of want to counteract that a little bit. Well, I don't want to say counteract, but you say a computer the size of a planet. Yeah. There was a study done by Zohar Ringel and okay. Dmitry Kavrizzi. Kavrizzi? I don't know. <clears throat> At uh, Oxford University. And, you know, they did all the... It's, it's a bunch of science words. I don't know. But <laughs> basically, what they calculated that just storing information of a couple hundred electrons would require a computer memory that would require more atoms than exists in the universe. Would it? That, I mean, yeah. Th that's what they're saying. They're using the quantum Monte Carlo technique to study the quantum Hall effect. Quantum Monte Python. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the quantum Hall effect is uh, a phenomenon in... Uh, oh, a phenomenon in physical systems that exhibit strong magnetic fields and very low temperatures, and manifests as an energy current that runs across the temperature gradient. So they weren't they weren't going out to like disprove simulation theory or simulation hypothesis. Right, right. I apologize. But what they stumbled across was it could disprove it because the what like thermodynamics or something. Trying to render all of that at one time would heat up such a such a device, such computational power, it just burn up. Well, while they were while they were trying to do it, they were trying to run simulations of it. They were getting overrun. They couldn't handle it because of the amount of computational power it oh, needed. Oh, I see. So that's why they calculated about a couple hundred electrons would require more atoms that exist in the universe. But mm -hmm. so remember, I said it's Zohar Ringel and Dmitri Kavrizhi. Or whatever. Yeah. No. So Zohar Ringel actually said, this is a quote. He said, 
who knows what are the computing capabilities of whatever simulates us. Oh, exactly. So, so he's saying, yeah, in in our world, in, in our, our physics, in our reality, we can't do it. But obviously, I mean, we're not programmed to be able to do it. Otherwise, we would make another simulation. And that's another theory. If we can get to that point, it's already happened. We're already in it. We're not number one if we can get to it. Right. Where's zero? Where's the zero universe then? I think Elon Musk said something about that. The zero universe? Well, not zero universe, but he says... uh, The base universe. Yeah, he said something about the base universe, right? Uh, He says that the likelihood we are living in the quote-unquote base reality was just one in billions. Yeah, so if we get to a point, if we can figure out quantum computing and we can do, and we can make it happen, then it has already happened. If we push ourselves to that point, we're not we're not number one. No. We're not the base universe. If we can get to it, we're not the base. Which is another mind-blowing thing. Like we're we're striving to 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 get to that point, striving to understand the physics of this universe. But if we get there, it's already happened. And the and the greater universe in in the after, it's already happened. Maybe we are living in the past. We are the ancestor simulation. Correct. So we the real world ancestor. is way far into the future, and we're just now getting smartphones. And to our to the post humans, they're dumb phones. Uh, maybe maybe now they're getting really interested. Let's see that this is Nick Bostrom's third argument. There is a fourth. I don't know where the fourth came from. I only saw any three. entities. Any entities with our general set of experiences are almost certainly living in a simulation. If we can get there, it already happened. What? <laughs> My head just exploded. Good luck sleeping. There was a uh, later on. He did do a fourth one. I, I I remember now. It was he he thought about it deeper for some reason. But number not? four. We are living in a reality in which post-humans have not developed yet, and we are actually living in reality. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, I did see that. I didn't consider it a theory. I just figured that was real life. Or can you call that a theory? Isn't that the everyone's argument? theory? It's just another argument, I guess. Well, yeah, but, I mean, basically he's saying, yeah, this is just this is life. Yeah. That's what everybody thinks, or a lot of people. I mean, it, we're here. We're doing this. I don't, they, like, they don't need to get into it. You don't need to know the who's and why's. What's a quirk? Doesn't matter. What's a plunk? I don't care. Nope. All I care about is getting my frappuccino in the morning, going to work, and... Moving on. Those are the NPCs. Nobody's playing them. (laughs) They're just going about their day. They're just the NPCs. Oh, my God. I wonder, dude. (laughs) There's a bunch of them you gotta contend with every day. There's people who don't care. They don't, they don't think about this stuff. No. Are they NPCs? I don't know. Isn't it... I swear, I've just been seeing this stuff. Dysphoria. Profound state of unease or dissatisfaction. In a psychiatric context, dysphoria may accompany depression, anxiety, or agitation. So you're just kind of, you just stepped out. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of step out of reality and you, and you look, you've got the behind the curtain eyes. You're still, you're still in the curtain. You're still inside, but you've got the eyes looking from beyond the curtain. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. My brain goes so crazy. Thinking about this, like, so I think I told you about this, about what I think consciousness is. Tell me again for all the people. Mm. So they can't figure out consciousness, right? Okay. Maybe consciousness is the fact that our real bodies feel that we're playing a game. They know 
they sense that they are a player. So, mm, that's what the conscious is. Yeah, so so you know how, like, I don't know, say you're playing VR. All right. You feel like you're in the game, right? Yeah. But you know you're not. But you kind of somewhere, sense that Somewhere feeling. you know. You Yeah, you sense that feeling of being in the game. You're, you're, you're leaning into bicameralism. What if consciousness is that? They can't find it. They don't know what it is. What if it's just the fact that our player in the real world knows they have the VR headset on and they're controlling this avatar so we know we are, we know we are. We, uh, our I think real therefore selves, I am, we know we are. Mm-hmm. That's a quote by me, Elijah, <laughs> from Bring on the Weird. We know we are. Does it make sense or does it just make sense in my crazy mind? Because my mind has been going nuts with this theory hypothesis it makes sense to me that sometimes it feels like there's somebody else you get that voice in your head right you want to hear something weird i'll tell you right now do it my son i don't know if it i don't know what it is my wife says it's anxiety i don't know sometimes he tells me that he gets this feeling where he's not alive i think that's dysphoria where like he doesn't know if this is real he says yeah that's weird He's eight, dude. <laughs> he doesn't know if this is real. Is he still in the in the waking up stages? Like like babies, a young children will say about seeing other things. Yeah. You still have those other world eyes? I don't, mm. I don't know. I, still... I almost wonder if maybe they perceive more than us because they are just coming in. Like like you're saying, they're they, just coming into the simulation. And their eyes are adjusting. They're... Their perceptions are adjusting to the simulation. It's the yeah, opposite, like you, opposite like Neo. Like when Neo woke up in the real world, his eyes hurt because they're adjusting to the real world. What if it works the other way too? You come into the simulation, your eyes are adjusting too, and you're still kind of visioning the other world. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, so I kind of look at it like this. You, they put the headset on. Okay. And then, uh... So, you know, you put when you first put the VR headset on in our reality, you yeah. know, you know where you are and then you slowly get sucked into the game and then you start losing your balance. So maybe they just put the headset on and they can still perceive the real world. And as we age, they get sucked more and more and more into the game. And this is why you can't be unplugged when you reach a certain age. Yeah, that's mm, that's mind blowing. It's all mind blowing. All of it. All of this. I don't... I mean, there's a ton of notes here. We. I know. How about this? Do you want to know? Would you feel better knowing if suddenly there, you had the answer? You knew the answer. Somehow the answer came to you. Would you be happier knowing the truth? Or are you perfectly blissful in your ignorance? I've actually... I've thought about this. If I knew that I was a player player character... You'd live your life differently. Then yeah, I would want to know. If I was an NPC and I was just a simulate, like nobody's playing me, and then when I die, I die, and that's it. Then no, I don't want to (laughs) know. I would rather just think this is all real and go about my life thinking I'm doing something. But if I was playing an avatar, yeah, I'd want to know because then I'd be doing all kinds of fun stuff, man. I'd be bungee jumping, all (laughs) kinds of cool stuff. Because I know when I go. Boom, I take off my VR headset, and then I can go right back into the game whenever I want. Whoa. You just zip back in. 
Uh, I mean, start it over. Like, yeah, is you it start over? New life, new place, new everything. You log out and die. When you die, game over. Then you start again. One time. There's one time death. You don't get three lives. You got to start well, all over. <clears throat> I mean, maybe in a sense you get unlimited lives. Mm-hmm. Not right. the same life. Not right. the same person. You can't. You can't continue on this one. If you crash that car and suddenly that simulation, your simulated person dies in that car crash, GTA style, then you got to start a new life. You don't just wake back up in the car. You just you don't wake back up in the the last intersection you were just in, GTA style. Right. When you're gone, start you over. Start over. It's that bit life, man. You got that bit life? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> Do you know? I don't know. I think this might be actually a good time to tell you about uh, the book I was reading. All right. Do it. Since we're talking about restarting and all that. A bit now, nice. keep in mind, it's a fiction book, but it's very interesting. So it's called The Game is Life by Terry Schott. So Terry Schott put a lot of thought into it. <sighs> when I read the book, yeah, it kind of seems like it. And since you have an understanding, an understanding? I don't know if I'd call it that. I don't know if we have an understanding of what's going on, but since you no. have another other knowledge of simulation theory, then, or simulation hypothesis, rather. Did you have yeah. other knowledge of it? It hits you in a different way. Yeah, big time. Tell me about so, it. So, so in the book, the so the name Earth, it was an acronym. It stood for Educational Avatar Reality Training Habitat. Sounds about right. It's a fictional book. I'll say it again, but the premise is it's pretty interesting. So, children until they were eighteen were allowed several free plays in the quote unquote game where they would attempt to build up credits uh, after wow. the free yeah so after the free plays were over so that they got free plays they got like i think it was like four or five free plays so after the free plays were over they would spend credits they earned to buy attributes or qualities to help them buy back into the game uh the game was it was meant to help train the children with many lifetimes of learning and expertise to make them productive members in the quote-unquote real-life society. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters, once in the game, did not know they were in a simulation. How's that? So, just like we don't know we're in a simulation. Right. So maybe we're being played. So maybe my character didn't buy credits to be tall. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? think so. <laughs> so... I I don't know. I I really recommend this book, guys. I mean, if you're into like sci-fi and, you know, fiction stories, it, it it's a pretty good story. But they talk about these things called Eternals. And right. basically what they are, they're characters who never left the game. There's good ones and there's bad ones, aka angels, demons. Oh. So the good ones, if you spend enough credits, if you spend a lot of credits, you could get a good Eternal to, so you to can, help you. You can, to, you can, oh, you can't buy into the Eternals, but you can buy a, a helper Eternal. Right. Huh. So so if you cash your karma in in this life, you can cash it in for a better guide or a evil guide. An evil well, guide. You, don't, you don't buy the evil guide. The evil guide is there to Sway. screw you up, to basically – so – if you don't, oh, hang on, massive spider, hang on. I gotta kill this spider, man. You hit it three, four times, dude. It was that thing was coming at me. 
<laughs> that was horrifying. Oh my god, I feel like it's on me. That was the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. It looked like a basketball. It was only there because you observed it to be there. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe, not to go off on a tangent, but on Friday, I watched It, the first one, not not the It not 2. Chapter 2. No, not Chapter 2. And I was it, scared, dude. It, it'll get you. I was scared. You ever get those moments where, like, I'll take the dog out, and then he just looks into the darkness. I'm like, oh. What are you looking at? Why are you watching the darkness? No, no, no. Yeah. No. We gotta you go. You just grab the leash. Nope. You just drag him in. You run inside. <laughs> you drag him in. Yeah, exactly. But the other times, I will march out to the alley in complete darkness to pick up one of the kids' bikes. And and, and then it doesn't phase me. Sometimes it phases me. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'll wake up and be like, why? What's in the darkness? Why do I feel like there's something in the darkness? Yeah, you get, like, a weird feeling. Like, you, you get, like, kind of chills. Like, yeah. you're, you're not a wimp. You're not afraid of the dark. But <laughs> no. sometimes you just, you get the chills. And you're like, yeah. whoa. Like, why do I have that? What's happening? Maybe Pennywise is watching you. No, no, no. I swear to God, if I go outside, there's a red balloon. I'm going to go back inside. I'm not going to work. Well, it doesn't matter because he'll find you. <laughs> well, he wanted me to do that. He wanted me to turn around. We all float down here. We all oh, float God. down here. We all float down <laughs> That part freaked me out, man. Anyway, I just thought I would share that. It chapter one is scary. We should watch the second one. <sighs> but this, we are way, way off tangent. But are we? What are those things that go bump in the night? Are those the demons? They could be the bad Eternals. Yeah, I forget what they called the bad ones in that book. Not demons. I, no, I think the Eternals were the good ones, and Infernals were the bad ones, maybe. Infernals? Or was it Infernals? Infernals. That's what it was. I haven't read it. I haven't checked it out yet. I was doing plenty of research for this, but it doesn't sound like it. The, I'm telling you now, if, if this subject interests you at all, and you like books that are completely made up, but maybe not, but they're in a genre that is made up. Lit RPG, I think is what they call it, right? Was that? Lit RPG. Yeah. Literature role-playing game. Oh, I thought you meant it was lit, like dope. Well, yeah, man. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called, lit RPG. It's like what, living in the simulation, not all of them are good. Some some are junk. I don't know which ones they are. But um, what was the other one that we read? Rizwan Verk, Simulation Hypothesis. Oh, yeah. And uh, Big Toe. Who wrote the Big Toe? Thomas Campbell? Theory of Everything, T-O-E, Big Toe. So, yeah, I gotta be this, honest with you. I mm. couldn't finish it because it was an audio book, and his voice was so boring. He was a narrator too, wasn't he? Thomas. Uh, Camp. Yeah, yeah. Tommy look, Camp. Sometimes, look. Sometimes I like it when the author reads their own stuff. Yeah. Other times, just please, just hire somebody. Get somebody else to do it. I also do not recommend an audio book narrated by Stephen King. I've never tried that, but I've he, heard him speak, and... No. Um, yeah, I don't know. In 2019, philosopher Preston Green suggested that it may be best not to find out if we're living in a simulation, since if it were found to be true, such knowing may end the simulation. If everybody was like, mm, yep, yep, this is all bullshit, and then the person running the simulation would be like, how do they know? Ah, power off, run away! Whoop. Yeah, yeah, I was. I actually, 
I was talking to my wife about this and I was like, what if the person running, I don't know, say, say it's somebody running just my simulation and they're like, Oh shit, he's kind of figuring it out. What do I do? What do I do? Like, are they going to throw a curveball at me? Can they? I don't see. Would they just wipe you out? Like, would they send in the adjustment bureau to make it so that you didn't exist? Or would they just then put you on autopilot and you're just another NPC? You get you get the digital lobotomy. I don't know. And then you're I mean, just day to day. It hasn't happened yet, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Stop thinking about it. This is I when can't. this is when it happens. You're observing it. The observation is going to make it happen. But I have to know, man. You you want to look behind the curtain? Hell yeah. I want to look behind the curtain. Do you want to know? Would you want to know? I don't think you answered that. I didn't answer it, no. Would it change anything to know? Are you asking me? Yeah. I think could it depends I, on I just, what you know. Could I just what? keep going? If I knew, if I look behind the curtain and been like, ooh, so that's the ugly bastard that's running this thing? I'm just going to close that curtain. I don't really want to know. I'll just keep going. Make me an NPC. You would want to be an NPC? I don't know. It depends on what I see behind the curtain. Like Cypher. Do you remember the Matrix movies? Mm-hmm. So the one guy brought them Neo. Okay, I've delivered Neo. I want to be put back in. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to be part of the simulation. Put me back in. Well, things happened, and he couldn't be put back in. Hmm. He died. If you found that you didn't like what was behind the curtain, would you want to go back in? But if that's you found actually, that you, you enjoy, you th- think you would like what's behind the curtain, would you go all the way? It's kind of scary because, like, it what is. if you only get one shot at it? Right. Like, what if you have, I mean, you're at the arcade, you only have one quarter. You're going to play Mortal then... Kombat? You're going to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm better at Turtles than I am Mortal Kombat. Everybody's good at Mortal Kombat, Kombat, dude. You just smash buttons and move the joystick. <laughs> That's it. Just wiggle your joystick around and smash those buttons. How about pinball? <laughs> uh, I don't know about pinball. See, exactly. But pinball is all mechanical. But if you peek behind the curtain, and it's all mechanical. It's just some dude with the bellows running the steam machine. Hmm. Very quiet okay. now. I I just keep thinking, like, like was you Alice know, in Wonderland? You... Was Alice in Wonderland about this? Was the Wizard of Oz about this? Like, what? Oh, yeah, they were dreaming. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were in the real world. Maybe they weren't. You're right. Maybe they went down the rabbit hole. Maybe they rode the tornado to the real world. I want to know what that noise was on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Did something get reset, man? It was the real world calling. It's time. It reset. But what reset? I don't know. How? How far into the proximity of the reset did you did the sound happen? Did the reset happen on the ocean? You're a bit in from the ocean. Yeah. Is it like a skunk smell? Like it happened way, way over there, but we can still smell it. So the reset happened way, way over there. We put a new building in without anybody knowing, and somehow there was a, a blip that went through your phones. I remember it happened. We both heard like we both heard heard it. Yeah. And then I got this really Odd, uneasy feeling. Yeah. What about her? You said she heard it uh, too. Yeah, I, she just said, "What the hell is that?" And just wrote it off. I got yeah, faxes of facts. I got emails to email. Yeah, she's an NPC. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm starting to figure it out. Because I'm the player character. I'm the PC. <laughs> she listens to this, you know. I know. She's gonna have me wiped out. <laughs> she's gonna call the adjustment bureau. 
I don't know. It was just, I mean, it's weird. Like the more we talk about it and then I hear the noise, it sounded like just like the Matrix noise. And I'm like, everything happened. Be, before we even recorded simulation, you know, I before we recorded this, you witnessed a glitch. <laughs> I don't know if it was a glitch or what, but it sounded just like the Matrix noise. We were on the phone. She said something about podcast. Boom. Noise happened. Gotcha. They changed something. Maybe they erased followers. <laughs> That's funny you say that. That happened the other day. Jail. I woke up one morning and there were, we were following zero people on Twitter. And then two hours later, before the world woke, the rest of the world woke up, it was fine. And it's I don't weird. know I, what happened. I've actually, I don't think it was Twitter jail though, because I, I, I've seen a few people saying like that's happened to them. I think it's just their new layout. I think it's screwing things up. Oh, well then when people started, like it started to say when it was resetting to follow then people with automatic stuff set up said hey thanks for following me dude i just followed you like two days ago why are you thanking me again hmm. bots bots NPCs. in the simulation maybe some of us yeah us have a couple more ones than zeros and that's how we peek behind the curtain interesting i got a couple questions for you if you want right. to hear them yeah so these 100 percent may just weird things that I thought of. Uh, so is it possible we're just in a virtual reality training game to help us in the real world? Oh, there was a Goosebumps episode about this, about that question. I mean, Based. maybe it's just like like we're doing orientation at a new job. That's some serious orientation. I mean, maybe it only takes two weeks in the in reality. Yeah, but it feels like a full lifetime, and then you're going to wake up from it, and then you got to live a full lifetime. Well, and so... In the book I was telling you about, four to eight weeks in that, in their real world was okay. like a lifetime would last four to eight weeks, four to eight weeks in the real world. Define a lifetime, 80, 90 years? Well, that's why it's like four to eight weeks. It depends. I mean, in the book, one of the girls, she spent a ton of credits for luck and all this stuff, and she ended up dying during childbirth. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So... I mean, so, so she was at four and a half weeks. She didn't quite make I, it to. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if four weeks. Like I don't know really where it begins and ends and all that. But so the 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 living the living beings in that in forty eight weeks. How how do their bodily processes work? They're they're basically they're put into a coma. Okay, so it slowed down all the bodily processes. Yeah, they're hooked up to. A feeding machine and IV and all that to keep them alive. And if they they can't they can't go much longer than the eight weeks. I forget how long it says. Maybe ten weeks is the max. And that's what happened. That actually that's what happens to the Eternals and Infernals. They choose to stay in the game. Their bodies die in the real world. So when they die in the simulation, they die. Huh. Well, but. They have the not. They know they're in a simulation, so they know how to manipulate things. And oh, so they're they're lucid dreaming. Yeah, it's a little harder to kill them. A little harder for them to die. But when That's they do, true. they're done. Done. They're actually yeah, huh. because their their real bodies are dead. So basically, it's their conscious in there. I like it. Hmm. Another question I got for you here, Mister Will. All right. Are we just Level one players in a MMORPG. Ooh, 
And, uh, you know, you level up as you do better in the game. Higher level players being what we call aliens. They're How do you more... level up? Like you, your karma points? Maybe. Maybe karma points. I mean, aliens are more advanced than us mentally, technologically. Maybe as you level up, the higher, maybe you start on this planet. That's why we're so crowded. All the noobs start here. Mm-hmm. And then the the better players. I mean, when you play like an online game, how many like. top players are there? There's not many, right? There's not. There's, there's not a whole lot. No, it's like the players of, that have been playing the longest who understand the game the most. Right. So mo- most of them are like us. We're in this yeah. lower level, crowded area. We can't do much. The noob hub. Yeah. So is, it, is it possible we're just level one players attempting to level up to get to alien status? <laughs> What happens if you, what if you go, can you go the other way? Or do you just stay at level one? Like if you, if you screw this one up so bad, you just restart at level one? Yeah, I, I thought about this and I honestly, I think we are the level one. Like animals, I, I, I feel like all animals honestly are NPCs. Mm, all of them? And yeah, I, I know, I know I'm going to make people upset about that. Like, what? Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. Well, I know, I know, but they're going to say, well, you don't think uh, a dog is, you know, conscious and loving and all that? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I think humans are the level one species. In our simulation. Yeah. Can you go below level one? If you wanted to, could you Could you play? Could you play as a dog? I would say no. No. The, I mean, it's my opinion. But I yeah. would say no. And I would say two. a human is the basic avatar, where you don't you don't have any credits to buy cool clothes and you all that. Exploit gravity. Nope. You're the basic. You're the basic avatar with the basic skin, the basic outfits, all that. Basic physics. Mm-hmm. You just run around, and who you are is who you are. And then as you level up, be it karma or whatever, then you maybe then become. You can Legendary creatures like like a centaur or a fairy, but is it just aliens? Where do these legendary I, creatures come from, man? Mythological beasts, mm-hmm. cyclops, even? Maybe it was just a creature that was rendered in an earlier version of the simulation, and then they were like, you know what? Update. This Medusa shit is too crazy, man. Just no, we're not gonna do Medusa. Yeah, no more centaurs. Come on, no more. Hercule- Hercules. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's a little bit too strong. Let's yeah, let's nerf let's him a little out. bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, man. So we go from level one human to level two aliens who can exploit gravity per se. Well, maybe aliens are different levels themselves. Maybe greys are level two, and maybe like the blue avians are like a, a much higher level because they're interdimensional and all this. And the Pleiadians fall in there somewhere. Yeah. And then in Reptilians, you get so far, but all your stuff has been building on bad karma. Ooh, interesting. So <laughs> you're, you're level two, but you're level two bad. Yeah. Don't look behind you, but there's a giant crocodile-looking thing. I've got this. Okay, you're good. <laughs> I think he was about to eat you. I don't like giant crocodile things behind me. Well, uh, one more question I do have going along with the alien thing. Does the Fermi paradox show us that higher level of beings have found a way to escape the simulation 
and that's why it's so hard to find other species. Mm. But is it is it a different way? They they didn't leave the simulation, but they've just moved on to higher level areas. They're out of the noob hub, completely out of the noob hub. They're on a different server. Else. Yeah, sorta. They can still bounce back and forth pretty easily, but they're just somewhere else. That's why we can't see them. They're just way, way out there. We can't get to those levels yet. That's not us. And for some reason, there's more and more and more and more new noobs. Why are there 7 billion noobs? I don't know, man. These weird questions keep me awake at night. (laughs) And that's what we're doing for our listeners. We're going to help keep them awake at night. You're welcome. That's good. Is it? I don't know. It's fine. We'll settle down for the next couple of episodes. Things won't go so crazy. Unless you are looking into the dark. <laughs> I just got chills. <laughs> You're creepy, man. All right. How do you how do you want to end this? I think we're at the end. Yeah. I think... Are we there? How many simulations deep are we? If we can get to the technology to make a simulation happen, we could step into it. Uh, actually, you know what? First of all, my hang-up is... I, it's It's just information. But as we are right now, we can't smell anything in VR. True. That's a tough one to crack. Apple tried to crack that, you know. It was a while back. They had they tried to do this since the smelling thing. Mm-hmm. It did not work out at all. I mean, we're, maybe we're just programmed to think a banana smells like a banana. Maybe we're not really smelling anything. Maybe tuna fish doesn't really like taste like tuna fish. That's why they made chicken taste like everything. Isn't tuna the chicken of the sea? Yes, it is. That's not exactly a direct quote from The Matrix, but, yeah, it's from The Matrix. <laughs> Remember Mouse, the little guy? Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. I'm a, after doing this episode, i gotta watch the mo- I got to watch it again. You know, they just announced that they plan on doing a fourth one. With? One of the Wachowski, now sisters, they were the, the brothers before, but both of them are now women. They, One of them is planning on... Is helping write because I can't remember who the other person is, but they're working on the Matrix Four, and Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are both on board. Yes, yes, yeah. But all right, it's been long enough. Spoiler warning. Eh, whatever. Dude, they both died at the end. Yeah, in the simulation, right? Or no, it wasn't. No, no. He had to like she died, and then they put him back in to defeat the virus of Agent Smith. Bro. I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen. They're going to find out they're in a simulation of the simulation. That's the, yes, that's what I was thinking. How deep do the simulations go? It could go. Simulations all the way down? It could be infinite, dude. Turtles all the way down. That's what Elon Musk said. It could be infinite, which means it's very, there's a very slim chance we're living in the base reality, which is what he says, because it could be infinite. We're in the dream of the dream of the dream. From the simulation of the simulation of the simulation. I don't know, man. <laughs> if we get that far, we've already done it. I guess one final question is, do you think we're in a simulation? Go to your head. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah? There's too many, there's too many yeses to say no. There's too many probabilities to say no. I'm going to have to agree with you. <laughs> it explains religion. It explains a lot of things. Yeah. Is it going to change your tomorrow? No. No, it won't. If I find out the truth, the absolute truth that I'm playing a game, then yeah, it will. <laughs> It'll change your tomorrow. But but no, thinking tonight. that we're thinking we're in a simulation is not going to change anything for me. No. But everything just lines up too correct, uh, too good. I, I I can't I can't say we're not. And that's scary. 
It's crazy. <laughs> I think that's where we're going to end it. Yeah, I think so. What do you guys think? Let us know on the socials. Bring on the weird on all the things. Everything. Bring on the really, weird at really, gmail.com. All you have to do is search. Yep. Just duck, duck, go it. And there we are. But anchor.fm slash bring on the weird. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Twitter.com slash bring on the weird. Facebook. Mm, those are the places we're at. You say Instagram? No. Did you? Nope. We're, we're there, there also. <laughs> we don't do a lot on there. But just follow us anyway. Do enough. We do enough, yeah. yeah we interact. We do more Twitter. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Good, good luck sleeping tonight. We enjoyed it. Hope you guys did. Oh, yeah. Stay weird, world. All right. We'll see you guys.